If ever there was a story of profound unraveling, surely it is the story of Job. It's the ultimate story of bad things happening to a good person. And Job was even beyond your typical middle-of-the-road good guy. He was righteous and holy, blameless and upright. He worshipped and praised God and turned away from evil. And yet, and yet, Job loses his health, his family, his livelihood, and his best friends offer judgmental, unhelpful advice and accuse him of perhaps not being quite as holy as he thought. Even God seems to have abandoned him. But in the midst of this heart-wrenching story, Job somehow finds the strength and fortitude and faith to sing a beautiful hymn to wisdom. From the Hebrew Bible, the book of Job, chapter 28, verses 12 through 28. But where shall wisdom be found? And where is the place of understanding? Mortals do not know the way to it, and it is not found in the land of the living. The deep says, it is not in me, and the sea says, it is not with me. It cannot be gotten for gold, and silver cannot be weighed out at its price. It cannot be valued in the gold of Ophir, in precious onyx or sapphire. Gold and glass cannot equal it, nor can it be exchanged for jewels of fine gold. No mention shall be made of coral or of crystal. The price of wisdom is above pearls. The crystallite of Ethiopia cannot compare with it, nor can it be valued in pure gold. Where, then, does wisdom come from? And where is the place of understanding? It is hidden from the eyes of all living and concealed from the birds of the air. Abaddon and death say, we have heard a rumor of it with our ears. God understands the way to it, and he knows its place. For he looks to the ends of the earth and sees everything under the heavens, when he gave to the wind its weight and apportioned out the waters by measure, when he made a decree for the rain and a way for the thunderbolt. Then he saw it and declared it. He established it and searched it out. And he said to humankind, Truly, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. Will you pray with me? O gracious and loving God, may the meditations of all our hearts and minds and souls be pleasing unto you this day and always. Amen. Well, I had a great conversation with one of you, our members, this week, and we were chatting about how we might actually be ready to be done with all of this unraveling. The theme, of course, of our summer worship series couldn't have been more spot on given all that is happening in our world. And yet, few of us really needed a weekly reminder of how unraveled it all seems to be. And so we laughed a bit about how nice it would be to sort of pull the covers over our heads for at least a few moments on Sunday morning and go into complete denial about the current state of our existence. But then I had to break it to our dear member that the scripture had already been chosen for this Sunday And it was none other than, guess what, this story of Job. Not exactly a story that on the face of it makes you feel overly optimistic about getting out of bed in the morning. But thank goodness, as it turned out, this hymn to wisdom is one of the most beautiful pieces of poetry found in the Bible. In the midst of Job's unraveling, an unraveling far beyond what most of us have ever had to endure, 
Job sings a song of praise, a hymn of wisdom, and to the God where wisdom resides. Job so eloquently reminds us that wisdom is not found in the sea or in gold or in silver or in coral, in crystal, or even pearls. Where shall wisdom be found? And where is this place of understanding? Well, dear ones, wisdom is not in worldly things, but fear of the Lord. That is where wisdom can be found. Now, I have probably shared this with you before, but maybe one of the most important things that I learned in seminary is that the word fear in the Bible is not meant to suggest that we are to be afraid of our loving God. No, it's not that at all. Fear, more accurately translated, actually means reverence or awesome. In other words, seek out our awesome God, and there you will truly find wisdom. Which, of course, raises the question, where are we seeking God these days? Well, the Reverend Cameron Trimble, who happens to be a pilot, tells a great story about one of her early flight experiences. Early in her flight training, she had to complete a cross-country flight with an instructor, James, using all manual calculations and a paper map. While she carefully calculated her fuel burn for takeoff, landing, and each leg of the flight, and marked points on the map where she would be able to see at specific times on her flight. As she and her flight instructor took off, she tracked every minute of her flight on that map. She saw the cell towers at her left at 11 o'clock, check. She saw the smokestacks at one o'clock, check. Everything was going beautifully and 45 minutes into the flight, she announced, here we are. But then she looked out her windshield and she didn't see the airport where they were supposed to land. She looked to her left, scanning houses and roads and fields, but no airport. She rechecked her instruments and her map. The airport should have been right there in front of her. Her mind raced. What had she done wrong? What had she miscalculated? Well, James sat silent until it became clear that she was not going to figure this out on her own. He then leaned forward and he said, look under your nose. She looked down and there was the airport directly under the nose of her plane. Well, Cameron reflected that she learned an important lesson that day, that when you go looking for what you need and you can't find it, it's often right there under your nose. Well, the wisdom that God provides feels like this sometimes, doesn't it? I am so often distracted by looking in all the wrong places for what I might really need in my life. Wisdom seems so elusive sometimes, and yet I imagine it is often right under my nose. Well, the painter of the artwork today described it this way. True wisdom lies in breathless reverence for God's mystery and expansiveness, for God's presence that is beyond what we can control or reason or make far too small. God is always, always right there under our noses and above us and around us and within us. It's so simple, and yet we so often make it so complicated. 
Well, remember the passage where Jesus reminds us to have the faith like children? Well, I often think that this is a reverence, a reference to returning to a more innocent time in our lives when our faith wasn't clouded by the complexities of adult life. And perhaps that is part of the message, but I read a lovely interpretation of this more recently, that what Jesus is really calling us to be is more vulnerable. Think for a moment how vulnerable the children are. They're dependent on the care of loving parents for all their needs. And as adults, we often lose that vulnerability and think that we are in complete control. Our pride and self-righteous free will often gets in the way of our being vulnerable, vulnerable enough to trust that God will care for us and provide the wisdom that we need to lead an abundant life. Like Job, an abundant life, even in the midst of whatever is unraveling. Just think of those early disciples for a moment. The same author who referenced the faith of a child being more about vulnerability referred to Jesus's disciples as a ragtag bunch of holy vulnerables, dependent as a child upon God for all good things. It is now my heart's desire to find wisdom by living the life of a ragtag, holy, vulnerable. But if being a ragtag, holy, vulnerable doesn't sound like your path to wisdom, perhaps this definition will resonate with you more. Wisdom is the long brew steeped in prayer. Wisdom is the long brew steeped in us by prayer. And I can't imagine a more beautiful prayer than this one found in the Book of Wisdom, chapter six. Wisdom is radiant and unfading, and she is easily discerned by those who love her and is found by those who seek her. She hastens to make herself known to those who desire her. One who rises early to seek her will have no difficulty, for she will be found sitting at the gate. To fix one's thought on her is perfect understanding, and one who is vigilant on her account will soon be free from care. Because she goes about seeking those worthy of her, and she graciously appears to them in their paths and meets them in every thought. We plan, we plot our course, and yet apparently we must only desire her and there she is, sitting at the gate, patiently waiting for us, right under our noses. May we have the eyes to see what awaits us with wisdom, grounded in our awesome God. Amen.